here in the heart of the jungle, we find one of the most interesting creatures of its kind. Amazon PPC Advertising. Buried deep amongst the undergrowth with its campaigns and targeting, lay hazards like keywords without conversions, unprofitable ad spend, and a mountain of ever-evolving complexity. But if you look beyond the obstacles of life here, there is hope and opportunity. We will journey to every corner of Amazon ads to explore and share the greatest treasures the jungle has to offer. This is the Amazon PPC Den podcast. What's going on, Badger Nation? Welcome to the PPC Den podcast, your home for all things Amazon advertising tips, tricks, and strategies. You can get all our podcasts at adbadger.com slash podcasts. Today, it is always a privilege to have the one, the only, Elizabeth Green from Jungler. Elizabeth, thank you so much for coming back on the show. It is always great to have you here. I am glad to be back. This is a fun one. I'm so glad you were the one I got to dig through this report with. Yes, I, I actually am so excited to get right into it because this is awesome. This is the new brand analytics section. Uh, it is a new report, hot off the presses. Elizabeth, we just spent 90 minutes tearing this apart, looking at every single nook and cranny of this report, comparing it to Product Opportunity Explorer, Search Term Impression Share reports, comparing it to third-party tools. We compared it, ripped it up, put it back together, and we have some really cool thoughts, strategies to deploy, some new systems you're probably going to want to install into your Amazon marketing um, strategy. And that report is bum, ba, da, bum, the Search Query Performance dashboard the sqpd <laughs> so this is a fun one i'm so excited that we i'm so thankful uh that we have the relationship we do because uh, it's a big ask to ask people like hey do you want to spend 90 minutes looking at this report together and trying to figure out like the best way to utilize it and figure out what amazon means when they write in some of their cryptic language so yes. i'm so thankful for our relationship so thank you so much i will always say yes to that question always <laughs> yeah <laughs> Uh, that's awesome. So shall we sort of break this episode up into two main sections? The first section is just going to be talking about the report itself. So like where it is, what are the components of it? And then we're going to, you know, intermix or, or just turn it into like a second part uh, where we're actually going to talk about like what you can actually do with it and what systems we think have emerged from this new report. Uh, mm -hmm. and without further ado... Uh, let's jump into it. Okay, Elizabeth, first things first, where do we even find this report? Yes. So uh, if you're looking for this report, you might actually have seen a big green um, headline inside of brand analytics. If you went, um, if you have been digging into brand analytics at all, um, you probably ran across it. So you might've clicked on this um, just out of curiosity. And then you would have been taken to the new search query performance dashboard. Is there a better way to get there? Um, that's that the way the I've always gotten here. Yes, that's how I found it. Go up to brands, brand analytics. When you are at brand analytics, you'll see a big button to go to search query performance, which is awesome. So. Search queries, again, are, you know, a lot of times we know this as search terms. So search terms, search query, uh, it just means when something got searched. Uh, when mm -hmm. a customer of Amazon went to the search box and they typed something in, that is when a search query has occurred. Uh, or that's when a search term occurred. And there's a really important distinction that we always like to make here is that search queries are not the same as keywords in your advertising account. Uh, that's a big distinction. Should we, should we break that down a little bit? 
Yes. So if you are unaware and uh, search terms are not the same as keywords, the weird thing is that they can be, but they aren't always. Um, and so the That's distinction mysterious. is, yeah. yes, <laughs> uh, a keyword is what you bid on inside of your ad, inside the ad platform. And then the search term is what the customer or search query in this case is what the shoppers are actually typing into search um, to be able to, you know, see and view, hopefully click and purchase the products. Yeah. You know, what's even a little bit more confusing. This might be confusing or this might be incredibly clarifying, um, but I think it's interesting. So we have a keyword. Let's say I have a keyword, mm. uh, broad match running shoes, for example. And I could have that keyword in my advertising account in four different campaigns. Mm-hmm. When I look at my search term impression share report, I will see all these search terms that were triggered by running shoes in campaign one, campaign two, campaign three, campaign four. So, you know, campaign one, it might be like trail running shoes or men's running shoes in campaign two, you know, maybe some different terms, maybe the same search terms, right? So it's like the search term report is reporting the terms that you appeared for that were triggered by a particular keyword. Mm -hmm. In the search query performance, it's as if it took trail running shoes which maybe I appeared for in four different campaigns. It's taking those four separate search terms that were triggered by the same keyword, and now it combined it to give me the search query performance. Um, So it's like, that might be a little distinction between search Mm -hmm. query in Amazon's view that the search term was triggered by a keyword in your advertising account. Whereas the search query is the sum of all of those search terms and the sum of the organic searches as well. Now, Elizabeth, Mm -hmm. give it to me straight. Was that confusing or clarifying? I think it was clarifying. Um, People might need to hit the, the go back. It was deep. It was deep. You went deep there. Yeah. Yeah, So I I always say that regardless if you're running ads or if you're just appearing on the platform, or search query, which can be how a shopper actually interacts with your product. Like it is the base level. The reason why we have to jump up to the keyword level is because that's for the most part, um, the kind of highest or lowest level of control that we really can have um, inside the ad platform. Yes, I mean, if you really get nasty and do negative terms, but you can't control the bids at the search term level. So we have to just sort of aggregate everything at keyword levels, which is perfectly fine and acceptable for an ad platform. But when you really get down to it, the search queries or search terms are, again, where the shoppers are interacting and viewing your products. Yes, exactly. So when you first land on this report, you're going to see a couple different cool things. Uh, the first option that you really get is what time frame do you want to look at this data on? And it's actually really neat um, because I can go back for about 30 or so weeks if I wanted to view this on a weekly basis. Uh, in terms of the month, I can go back. Uh, we're recording this in April 2022, and I can go back all the way uh, to September 2021. So that's September, October, November, December, January, February, March. So that's seven months of data that I can pull back from, which is a pretty significant amount of data. And I'm curious to see if they will continue lengthening this and I can go back in time and look up everything. Like, are they storing the data or is it getting purged? Like, you know, a search term impression share report, if you didn't download it from last year, it's gone forever unless you've been saving it. Um, so that's a cool little distinction there. So that's neat. They gave us different time frames, and and we'll get into mm-hmm. some you know sort of some thoughts around using this date range to your advantage to combine it and some of the benefits of combining it over time. But that's really the the options that you have up top. You know, at what time frame are you going to be analyzing these things? And mm-hmm. it's I I always get asked the question like, hey, at what time frame should I be using? in my accounts to make decisions about things like, you know, should I be optimizing bids on a 30 day timeframe or 
60 day mm -hmm. or, you know, deciding if something should be a negative based off, you know, 30 days or 14 or 60, 90, whatever. Uh, and I always try to think like things need to be statistically significant. So like if you have an account that maybe only, you know, is doing $10,000 of revenue a month, not much is going to happen week to week. Uh, not many significant things might happen week to week, uh, but if you have, have an account that does $10,000 a day, well then, you know, you're getting 30 times the amount of data in a single day than that first example. So keep yeah. that in mind as you navigate through, you know, what date ranges you should be looking at. Yeah, I 100% I agree with that. Um, and I also think it, it depends on what you're trying to find in the account. So if you're looking for like past historical performances, you know, you probably should go back a little bit. If you want to see what trends are happening right now, then maybe you need to view shorter windows that are much closer. Yeah. So, you know, we're both very like technical down the weeds kind of marketers. So I feel like we, we kind of downplayed the value of the search query performance <laughs> report but it's actually like it's actually pretty amazing. It's actually pretty amazing, and we did not hype enough enough hype it up enough uh, because this report is actually showing you your top thousand what Amazon considers your top thousand most important search queries that you appeared for. It ranks them for you. Mm -hmm. It tells you how many times it was searched using their data in any particular time frame. So like you can actually go and see how much a search term was actually searched last week or last month, real first party Amazon data. It'll tell you how many times your brand got clicked on and how many sales you got from that qu query. This is the first time this data has ever existed. Like, Yes. Directly from Amazon, your top thousand terms, how much they were searched, how many clicks you got, organically and paid. This is wild. Yes, I, this was, I mean, we were starting to dig it through this and I think both of us were starting to get pretty excited. And as, as we dug through it, we were recognizing that although you do get some search query information inside of brand analytics, um, you only kind of got the top three, what is it, the top three clicked ASINs, mm -hmm. and you kind of had to infer things. And I had kind of pointed out earlier that there really historically hasn't been any good data to pull out um, actual performance on an individual search level. Yeah. Um, other than what you can gain, what insights you can gain through the ad platform. Um, and the other important call out is this um, report or this dashboard aggregates the your um, ad data with um, the mm -hmm. organic as well. So you're seeing a complete sum of all of your performance on an individual search query level, which before a lot of people would say, oh, okay, so I know that, you know, I'm seeing my increase in sales. I would like to know where I'm seeing that increase from. So a common scenario before would say, okay, go use a third party tool, do a reverse ASIN search, see where you're ranking and you can somewhat infer that you're most likely getting your visibility there, which I mean, that was a great method but now that we have this data right here, you can literally go and look on a search query level um, to pull out your rankings. I do want to point out the kind of messiness in the fact that this is aggregated at a, at a brand level. So you still are not going to get this on an individual product level. And unfortunately, the larger your brand, the more your catalog shares a lot of um, potential searches, the less incremental you're going to be able to pull out information from this. That's not to say I don't think that this report is still not going to be super beneficial and very good to dig through. Um, you're just going to get less, I could say, pinpointed data. Yeah, exactly. Like if, if you have a million search queries in a month, well, you only get a thousand. If you have a thousand search queries a month, well, congratulations, you now have every single search query for your company. Mm -hmm. um, so that's pretty interesting. So again, 
there's never been a report where you got first party directly from Amazon search query volume data, how much it was actually searched. And this isn't like a 12 month average, how much it was searched. You can get Mm -hmm. it per week, per month, per quarter, and you can go back in time. And let's actually start breaking down some of the nuts and bolts and some of the things that we found interesting. The first Mm -hmm. thing that you'll see when you open this up, and we can define some of these things as we go through this. Uh, And there's 30 columns. Uh, We won't necessarily tap into everyone individually, just sort of move quickly to give people uh, a good orientation of it. But I think one of the first things to point out is that it ranks them on a scale of one to a thousand. So showing you your top thousand search terms. And what's super interesting is how Amazon defines the rank. So we were trying to look at it. We're like, well, the rank, it's not in, it's not sorted by sales. It's not sorted by <laughs> clicks. It's not sorted by add to carts. What they actually said their rank was, is that it is a combination of a variety of factors. It's looking at the amount of impressions for the search term, how many clicks you got for the search term, how many add to carts you got, how many orders you got. It's an aggregated metric, which sort of got us thinking like, is Amazon like when they call this like rank, it's, it's, they're sort of acknowledging that like it's a kind of a combination of everything and like how you stack up against others for the same search query. It's not just like how many orders you got or how much like add to carts you got. It's like sort of a combination of everything, which I thought was pretty interesting for them to acknowledge. And, you know, most PPCers have sort of thought this a while, you know, like your clicks matters. Uh, Like if you were to go into your advertising account and only and block everything that was a negative that didn't have an order for like the last year, you might notice that the things that you do get orders on sort of is reduced in visibility slightly. And that's always been like this interesting thing. It's hard to pin down. And this is sort of a, maybe like a glimmer of like, oh, hey, like all of those metrics do matter. Like they want big beefy advertisers who appear for lots of things and get lots of clicks in their particular category per search query. Uh, So we thought that was really interesting. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. Both of it, because it is it is the first column and it's actually one of the two columns in addition to obviously the search query, query column that you can't actually hide. So they're saying that yeah. these are the two columns that we're, we're calling out here. We're, we're defining a ranking. And both of us, you know, when, when looking inside the platform, we're like, okay, so ranking, but these aren't keywords that we're ranking number one on. So how are they defining this? And by the way, all of the definitions we're going through um, at the very top on the right-hand side, there's something called a metrics glossary. Um, you can open that up and you can look at Amazon's definition of this and then Um, On each line item, there's a little blue button that says see additional metric details, which you can then expand and just try and dig. So that's what we were doing when we said we spent 90 minutes digging through. We basically went through everything and we're trying to to infer and go back and forth on, okay, so what are they meaning here? And that was that was a very interesting call out for both of us in looking at rank metrics. So both of us, when viewing um, this dashboard in our respective accounts and just both of us kind of knowing what the accounts are doing overall, we were saying that these were not metrics that, or these were not search queries that we knew we were ranking very high. I know on the account that I'm in, it is one that we're pushing, but I wouldn't say it is our, you know, it's not the top keyword that we're ranked on. However, it is rank number one. Um, And I think a lot of us, we know that Amazon has more data than just purchase data. We know that they're very much interested in shopper behavior, in um, how shoppers are interacting. I mean, we even are getting um, ways to optimize for conversions. So obviously they they know, basically, you know, they, they definitely can infer shopper behavior. So although a lot of times ranking 
is definitely like a sales velocity and a conversion rate metric um, in relation to kind of how the rest of that category or that, you know, search query brands are doing. Um, we're also looking here at the definition. Um, we use a combination of search funnel impressions, clicks, ads to carts, purchases of queries, and your own brand performance. So mm -hmm. there's a possibility that depending on how well your brand's doing overall in a category, that may or may not. Again, this is all inferred just based on what we're reading here. So if you want to go dig into it, go read it for yourself. Maybe you'll pull out some insights and can share it with the rest of us. For sure. Yeah. And then the, sec the second big column here is the search query volume. Uh, and it's definitely worth sharing how they're defining the source mm -hmm. of all of this data. So the search query volume is how much that search term was searched. And all the other metrics that we're gonna be looking at here, how many clicks, orders, is a subset of how many times it was searched. So for this report, they're not including, if you landed on a, like you're, you're looking at a product, you click on another product while on a product page, and then you end up buying it, that would not get included here. And that's an important distinction that they made. Like this is really your search market share. So as we talk about like, orders that you got uh and if you were to sum up all the orders from this report for this like you know first thousand queries and you were to, you were co comparing this to like advertising data or your total sales data it was going to be it's going to be way lower because this mm -hmm. will only include searches and it does not include all the other ways that somebody might find your product and purchase so mm -hmm. uh, even like an off amazon ad from Google ads that goes directly to your product page, they didn't perform a search on Amazon. It will not show up in this report. Um, mm -hmm. So those are, those are, those are some distinctions that Amazon made as well. Yeah, definitely. And then they also included in there um, like the widgets. So like, um, what is it? Where I, I highly rated, like, related, yeah, highly yeah. rated um, those purchases, even though they do appear on the search pages, um, they're not factored. Any purchases made through those are not factored into these numbers. Exactly. So, yeah. So the search query volume is the amount of times that it was searched on Amazon during that selected time frame. And that is so, so, so cool to see. So I'm looking at a particular search term here. I'm obviously going to change it for this podcast. I'm just going to say that I'm looking at running shoes. Uh, it's the number one ranked term. And it says it's searched 32,384 times. And as we slide into the next category of metrics, it's worth knowing like how they define impressions here. So they have search query mm -hmm. volume, how much it was searched. It was 32,000 times, but then I look at the total count of impressions and that's 3.9 million. So that sort of threw me for a loop when I first looked at this. I was like, wait a second, it was searched 32,000 times, but there were 4 million impressions. And this is where it's important to know how they define impressions. So impressions here, uh, let's say there's one search for a term. So that's a search query volume of one but then there's 50 products that appear on that first page. If that first page loads, well then there's gonna be 50 impressions, organic and, and paid for that one search query. So that's where the impressions come from. And the reason why that's important is like, okay, let's say there's you know one search for a query. They load the first page, that's 50 impressions. They go to the second page, that's another 50 impressions. They go to the third page, that's another 50 impressions. So that's why the total count of impressions is so much higher than the actual amount of individual searches it made there. Um, and this extends out to the brand count. So if you have like four different products on a search result page, well then your brand just got four impressions for one search. Um, mm -hmm. So that's worth understanding about these impressions. Yeah, and then also a distinction that they count an impression as a page load. Um, so regardless if somebody scrolls all the way down, even if they click on the second page but don't necessarily scroll, um, that will count every single one of those products appearing as an impression. Yeah, and we can start to weave, uh, you know, it's kind of impossible to not weave a little bit of like the utility of it. So the search funnel impressions, uh, we have how many times it was searched, you have the total amount of products that were impressed for that. And then we have your brand count of impressions. So how many of those total impressions, 
how many did you have appeared? Like how many times was your brand visible for that? Like how many impressions did you earn out of the total of impressions that they had? So for mm-hmm. this term, like running shoes, there were 4 million impressions. The brand got 280,000, giving me a brand share of impressions of 7.1. So, you know, when we were thinking about like utility, we're sort of like, okay, well, I can be ranked number one for a particular term. That doesn't mean I'm going to have like 100% of the impressions. So I was kind of thinking like, you could be potentially increasing your ranking for a search term, but your impressions might not change. Like if you're on the bottom of the first page and you move to the top of the search, top of the first page, your actual impressions is going to remain the same because everybody who appears on that first page gets an impression when something is searched. So in terms of like the utility of the impressions, like kind of useful to know, uh, it can be influenced if you get multiple products on that first page, like that's going to like double the amount of impressions you get. So it can clue you in, in terms of like how dominant is your brand in the first page or like the amount of pages that were impressed. But like you could be appearing in like rank one, two, three, four versus like 10, 11, 12, 13, and you'd have exactly the same impressions. So like, this, this yeah. one is like useful on the lower scale. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree with that. Um, and then other things like there are certain times where you can appear like ad spot on first page, ad spot on the second page, third page. And in those cases, you know, you would you would gain technically more of impact on impressions, which might be kind of interesting. Um, but then also as it's aggregated at a brand level, you know, how might, how much can you pull out of that? Yeah, it's interesting too. like, and and we'll save a little bit about this for the strategy session, but it's cool. Like you look at these search queries, this is organic and paid, don't forget. So it's possible Mm -hmm. that you might find some terms that you're ranked organically, but you're not uh, on a paid sponsored spot, Mm -hmm. which is really interesting because now you'll actually be able to know, hey, I was appearing organically for this. I started running ads it's going to be very cool to see how that changes your uh, impressions and how it changes your clicks and your orders for that search query. And, and like, let's move down the funnel here because the next sort of category is search funnel clicks. And, you know, since I walked through impressions, why don't you walk us through clicks? Yeah, definitely. And as, as, so as we dug into this, you know, our first things was like, oh my goodness, search fall, you know, like the search impressions, like this is amazing impressions. And then as we dug into this more, and then as we get into kind of like, all right, so how can you use this data towards the end of it? We were recognizing that actually the clicks seem to be the place that we might actually end up gaining the most, uh, more actionable insights, I would say. Um, into what's going on. So going through the click, so how this works is like there's kind of a header that combines, you know, kind of overarches multiple columns. Um, so there's a couple columns within the impressions, and then there's a couple columns inside of the clicks. Um, and so total count is very similar um, to the total count that's under the impressions. So of course you get search query, and then um, total count of clicks on you know the individual search query so out of everyone who's searching you know because everyone who's searching obviously may not be clicking on that particular um search query so we get an idea of how many people are actually interacting um with the products on a specific query which i find very interesting yeah so so you know for example uh this term that i'm looking at you know let's just say it's running shoes, it got searched 32,000 times, but it had a total click count of 45,000 times. So it got more clicks than it did searches, which is like another really, really interesting way. Like when we think of these, you know, when we're thinking of like terms and how often they get searched, we often think of like how many times they get searched as like the be all end all but it's actually a little bit more useful to know how many products actually got clicked, like how many clicks are happening uh, mm-hmm. for a particular search term. And I mean, later down the funnel, it'll actually tell you like how many total search orders there was. Like that's even mm-hmm. more valuable than the amount of like times it was searched. Like how many times did a search end in an order? That's even 
crazier to know. So like, that's what's so cool about this report is like, it's giving you the full mm-hmm. funnel, like how many times it was searched, how many products appeared, how many product, how many times the search led to a click, how many times the search led to an add to cart and order. So just sticking on clicks, I'm getting, I'm very excited here, <laughs> but like just focusing on clicks, like this is cool because it'll tell you of the clicks that were earned from the search query, how much did your brand get? Like, this is where if you improve your ranking, you'll see it. This is where if you're like adding sponsored brands and sponsored display and like sponsored uh, products for a term, Mm -hmm. this is where you can see big gains. And what's cool about this is for my number one search term here, running shoes, I only have a brand share of 8% of the total amount of clicks. So I can easily see like, hey, maybe if I improve my sponsored products uh, ranking, maybe if I add in mm-hmm. sponsored brands, maybe if I add more things here, uh, improve my organic ranking, I can grab maybe, you know, how big would it be if I were to increase this from 8% to 15%? You know, I could potentially double my traffic for this particular term. And that's yeah. like a really cool way to think of like, market share like what's my market share per per query here yeah absolutely and yeah i think it's cool going back to total count correct me if i'm wrong but when we were reading the definitions i think um what we had determined because like you're saying the the total count of clicks was higher than the you know searches um through that particular search query um we were seeing that the the total count of clicks was the cumulative amount of clicks a shopper interacted with that specific search query. So our theorizing, although they didn't explicitly say it, was that someone may search and, you know, often you go search and you click on a product. Nope, that's not what I want. You go back to mm-hmm. the search and you perform that action a couple of times um, is that all of those would be counted in yep. the total count of clicks. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's search funnel clicks. And I'm, and I like, we'll finish by, ta- we'll finish talking about the different categories of new columns that we have, and then we'll circle back and talk strategy and like new systems that we think. Um, so just moving a little quicker here through the columns, the next category of columns that we have is cart ads. So again, they're just walking us through the search funnel. How many times it was searched? How many products were impressed for that? How many of those searches led to clicks and then here how many of those searches led to cart ads uh, and just sticking with that same example uh, i've got a term that was searched thirty-two thousand times there were four million impressions uh, there were forty-five thousand clicks and then from there there were five thousand six hundred cart ads and my particular brand got seven percent of those cart ads um, so i can kind of see like my brand's performance and we'll quickly touch on some of the other metrics that they have here. Uh, they have the median price for the amount of things that were clicked on and the amount of cart ads. Uh, they have the amount of cart ads with different shipping speeds. So like if a product had a same day shipping or two day shipping speed, it tells me the amount of clicks there. Um, so that's the cart ads section. So similar trend, how many total cart ads were there for that search query how many did my brand have and what was my brand share of that are the real meaningful things and then lastly is the search funnel for purchases uh walk us through that elizabeth yeah um so the search funnel for purchases is looking at um just how many people actually purchased um so i think it's interesting to note that there's oftentimes you'll in the new data we're getting out is there's a distinction between they want us to actually realize that people are adding things to cart and then see that in addition to people who actually purchase so which i think is a good um trigger that amazon's definitely looking at this data and they think that it's it's pretty important um so once someone makes the quasi decision to purchase like how how often do they actually finalize that purchase? Um, and so you'll yeah. see again here, it's, it's very similar. You'll see the same cadences. There's a total count. So again, this is looking at a search query level, which this is the reason I think why we're so excited about this is we've seen, per, you know, we've seen this structure before purchases, add to carts. There's actually um, a dashboard that a lot of us have been really raving about inside the ad console, which is brand metrics. Mm-hmm. 
And there was some of this data there, but that was aggregated at a total um, category level. So getting this incremental with it, I mean, is, is really cool. You could, you could go through and compare how many ad to carts versus um, actual purchases. And I think it, it's pretty interesting because from me just perusing over this and I have yet to go dig through like multiple accounts and really dig through, but it seems to me that a lot of the search queries that are very, very product specific seem to have the most clean funnel as far as you know getting a lot of click throughs getting a lot of add to carts and getting a lot of purchases and i think that goes back to a lot of things that us as advertisers talk about is you tend to get the best conversion rates on things that are hyper specific and definitely um indicate that someone's searching for your exact product so that's just kind of an interesting i mean again it's just me perusing over it but i seem to kind of be able to detect that theme yeah. So hopefully by now, you out there, dear listener, has a good sense of what this report is. And I am bursting with like insights and like new strategies and like new ways to interact with this data. So let's start dissecting that. Um, so one system that is an interesting one is the fact that you cannot export this data, nor can you easily view trends with the data. So what I mean by that is I'm looking at a snapshot and only a snapshot, meaning I can look at last week, snapshot, there's the data. And then I look at the snapshot from the previous week, there's the data for the previous week, the previous week before that. Now that's neat, but I think in order to like get the most value from this, you would want to know what's my market share over time? Like what's my click share over time? What is my order share over time? So that way you can know like, hey, if I go more aggressive on a keyword with my paid ads or I'm working on optimizing uh, my relevance and organic power for a particular term, did that actually lead to not just a search ranking lift, but an actual click share lift. And I think this is so super valuable because the same thing kind of happened in Google and it's kind of happening in Amazon because in Google, it's like search results are so personalized based off your previous history, based mm -hmm. off where you are in the world. Same thing with Amazon, you know, based off whether or not your shipping speed is particular, like there's no reason to think that Amazon wouldn't do something like, you know, my name is Michael, uh, I'm a runner and I play guitar and I've made these kinds of purchases in the past. Amazon knows that about me. There's no reason to think that they won't take that data and like swap it with somebody else who like also buys the same things as I do to display products that like I purchased that they made the same search. Like what did I buy when I searched it? What did this other person buy when they searched it? Like, I, I'm sorry. Like, what did I buy when I searched person B who's similar to me? Why wouldn't Amazon display a similar product that I just purchased? Because we're inclined to shop the same way. So yeah. I think this kind of like from the SEO perspective, could this potentially like replace ranking, which is personalized and varies from device to device, person to person, part of the country versus part of the country, would we start looking at how my optimization efforts for PPC and organic relevance is actually changing my click share? Because it actually says like, this is my click share for this product. So I think that is a really interesting insight uh, that you can kind of only get if you're going in weekly, downloading the data, putting it in a Google sheet so you can track it over time. Elizabeth, I just said a lot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was listening. I'm, I'm yes. digesting and thinking and agreeing. Yes. Yeah, this is an interesting concept. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I mean, that was, that was one of my big call outs when we first recognized that we could go back in time. And then the other thing that I find super, super interesting um, is the fact that you have these like brand price medians on a couple. So you can actually see like what has the highest like appearances on search, but then actually you can correlate that 
um, with what, what kind of price points resulted in a purchase. Um, and I think, so we've talked about this. There are ways to pull out kind of historic um, sale numbers, not sales, but necessarily about price numbers for com competitors. There are tools out there that do that, third-party tools, which were wonderful. Um, but the thing is, most of those, you actually have to go down into the actual listing level. Um, and then if there's a variation, you got to go check all the variations um, to kind of determine what their price history has been. And I don't think, I mean, that's a lot of data for a third-party tool to have to like pull together and give you like on an individual query level. Well, now what you can do is you can actually go back in time and see what the price history looks like over time. Because that's one thing that um, a lot of sellers are dealing with right now is the squeeze between the market is heading towards wanting to have lower and lower prices, but your like shipping costs and a lot of other costs are going up. And as I was kind of going through the market I'm looking at, I was noticing, yeah, prices actually used to be $5 more um, yeah. back, you know, say back even just a year ago. And, you know, if prices lowered by $5, every single one of your orders, you, you're actually going to see a lowering of total sales volume. Um, just due to how you know the price points so i think i think that's an interesting thing and again to be able to get this on a search query level mm -hmm. um, is pretty pretty sweet yeah you know the other cool thing and we're just rapid fire insights and systems here another really interesting thing is that this is real first party from amazon how many times something was searched in a particular time frame well what's extra crazy about this, and this is something that a lot of third-party tools did for a long time, is approximating sales. So again, they're using a lot of uh, different things. Uh, I mentioned it on the show, like Clickstream, which is like measuring, you know, you can, a lot of free extension that you might download for like Chrome in any unrelated industry. One of the ways that that free extension can help monetize themselves is by sharing clickstream data. So like how many times was something searched on Pinterest or Amazon or YouTube, whatever. Um, so they can develop these like third-party approximate like market research tools. And that's great. It can potentially get you close, but this is real data right from Amazon, which is wild. And you, know, you can also try to extrapolate how many times approximately something got sales for a particular query. Well, now you have how many times the query was searched and then how many purchases there was, and then what the average median price of each purchase was. So you can multiply how many purchases there was by the median price, uh, and then go ahead and understand like, hey, what is the actual total market share in terms of revenue for a query? And then how much revenue did I get for that query? It's like true actual market share on a per query basis. And it's not sort of a, uh, you know, a third party aggregated, like, okay, well, you know, you have this ranking, this many reviews, like we're extrapolating, you know, BSR type thing. This just tells you total count of purchases for the query and how many of those purchases you got, uh, how many clicks you got. So it's like a great way to actually measure the impact of the optimizations that you're, that you're performing on your PPC per query, on your organic per query. So this is like a new way to sort of measure your market share on a per query basis. It's very cool. Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. I am very stoked to be able to go in and pull out um, this information uh, and be able to use it. Again, not only are you getting insights for the ads, which of course is what we're like super stoked about as yeah. advertisers, how can we bring this into the ad platform, but brands who are looking to gain more insights into how they're doing on the platform as a whole now have a you know, never seen before resource to be able to pull out these kinds of insights and really yeah. dig deep into um, how they're performing on the platform on a like, insanely incremental basis. Yeah, for sure. I, I also think like, um, I always get this conversation. It seems like once a week I'm talking to someone where they're like, hey, what would happen if I like lowered my bids for a keyword? Like would I really lose that many sales? I'm already ranking for it organically. Mm -hmm. You can actually answer that question now for real. Mm. So like, you know, the way that they break down their weeks 
they do it on uh, what is that? The March twenty seventh to February to uh, April second. So they, it looks like they do it Sunday to Sunday. Mm-hmm. So this means if you really wanted to do that experiment of like lowering your bids or adding or removing a paid ad for a particular term, if it's one of these thousand terms, you can actually track your total sales impact for that search query now uh, in mm-hmm. a way that you could not previously. Um, yeah, definitely. And that was another call out as far as the um, historical performance on things because a lot of times you might see a slow but steady decrease in you know your market share which is most of the time felt by like your total sales numbers just recognizing that like hey I'm not really keeping up with the market and a lot of times you know it's kind of left under the surface until one day someone wakes up and realizes like oh my goodness you know this is something I need to deal with so how do I get back to where I was that's that's a very common theme now that the platform has gotten very very competitive how do I get back there. Um, And so how to get back there has been kind of a um, an interesting to unravel, especially uh, most times when someone's like, hey, how do I get back? It's it's mostly a visibility problem, which then gets thrown over to the marketers. And then it's our task to kind of discover how we can reinvigorate an account. Um, And one thing that we often will do is go back through and say, oh, so where were we performing in the past? And can we um, reinvent or kind of slowly move towards getting back there? We got better insights through the targeting tab. That's actually been one of my favorites to go back and look at, you know, long term, how have things, you know, what what has been my best performer overall? Um, But getting back getting it back on a search query level again, because this is where shoppers are actually interacting with your products, purchasing, adding to cart. This is the level that they see. Again, keywords are what we can influence, but this is what actually, what's actually triggering Amazon to, you know, rank your products to recognize that you are, you know, well received on a certain search. For sure. Uh, And two systems here that I think could be added uh, are going to be, the search funnel click share. Um, So basically if there's a term that you wanted to gain traction on, it's like you would go see that your click share is a little low and then go optimize for that search query um, to like push it. Another really interesting thing is tracking the difference between your click share and your purchase share. So think Mm -hmm. of it this way. Like if you have 10% of the clicks, but you have... 20% of the orders, that means you're, you can assume that you're above average converger converter for that search query. But if it's flipped, like, let's say you have 20% of the clicks, but you only have like 5% of the orders. That means you have a way underperforming uh, product page for that search query. And it can sort of inspire some interesting changes like, oh, wow, I'm, I'm not only a market leader, but I'm also a conversion leader for that particular search query. Cause uh, you know, I only have, I'm looking at a search query here, 46% of the clicks, 56% of the actual orders that occurred. So this tells me that this search term, I have a perfect landing page cause I'm actually converting beyond mm-hmm. what my click share is. So really interesting things there. Elizabeth, I'll be honest. I think we've packed in like five episodes <laughs> worth of like insight I think so. systems <laughs> and data here. Uh, I tell, I invite everybody to go and look at their search query performance, start logging their search query performance, track it over time, see how your PPC and your organic optimization efforts influence this. Because in many ways, this is actually more insightful than just a straight up or uh, like ranking report. So this is so mm-hmm. fascinating. So I hope we've inspired everybody to actually go to their computers and look this up. And we packed in a mountain of information here. Yes. And just one thing to add. So when we talk about recording this, um, as Michael mentioned, like there's no good export button. Unfortunately, most good data sources I've found, at least the new ones, they don't give us an export button. Um, but Michael did test it. And to just do a straight copy and paste of this dashboard actually is possible. And it 
it pretty neatly goes into a Google Sheet. Um, there's one small nuance where you have to drag a specific column, but for the most part, you can just straight copy and paste this. Um, and so that's going to be as far as recording this or tracking this. Um, that would be the best way. And it's a simple data entry task. So if you have a VA or someone on your team or just go hire someone off Fiverr, say, hey, go, you know, every week, go through and scrape this for me. Um, it's, a, it's a pretty simple, clean thing to do. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, if you wanted to make life easier on yourself and maybe only do it for the top 100 or mm -hmm. 200 or so, you know, that might give you the most bang for your buck if you're strapped for time. Um, so there's, there's some benefit in only maybe doing the first 100 or 200 here. Yeah, I would uh, agree. Depending on the size of your company and like uh, how many orders you get, like, you know, I'm on the 10th page here. So I'm looking at like my rank 1000 term. And I'm looking at only, how many orders am I looking at for this? Zero. So, you know, uh, my thousandth term here didn't even get any terms. Uh, and some of these ones on this last page, uh, I'm actually looking at, actually aren't that relevant, uh, believe it or not, for this particular brand. So play around with that system. But this is very cool. This is like probably a new system that uh, we need to incorporate uh, here at AdBadger and uh, I'm sure you're probably thinking the same thing yes. for Jungler. Yeah. Uh, for sure. Uh, this is neat. So I think we've done it. I think we've inspired people to go so. start using this new report because it's the first time we've ever had first party search query data, first party conversion data, how many actual purchases there was per query and what your brand's share of it was. This is huge. Go yes. use it. It is huge. <laughs> Elizabeth, it is always an absolute pleasure. Uh, I know that everyone in Badger Nation loves it when you're on the show. So thank you so much. I'm so uh, privileged to have you as a friend that we can dissect these things together because uh, I, I think this was a really good episode we just made. I agree. I, agree. I told you before we made the episode, I'm definitely going to be sending this one to my entire team to watch for sure. <laughs> Yes, for sure. So on behalf of uh, Badger Nation, thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh, again, if you don't know her, her name is Elizabeth Green. She's the founder of Jungler. Check her out. Active on many of the socials. I follow you particularly on LinkedIn. It's a great yep. place to check you out. Thank you so much. Have a good one and see you soon. Yep.